0: In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter uh, number 2, and we're going to read verses 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 began reading with verse number 9. The apostle Paul writes, and he says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The title of my message today is, It's Worth the Trip. It's Worth the Trip. Father, I thank you, Father, for the Word of God. Thank you, Father, that it is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. God, I just pray today, Lord, that your anointing will rest upon the message, upon the messenger, Lord, today. God, I just pray that you'll give us ears upon our heart today. Let us hear. Let us receive the word of God. God, I ask again today that not only will we listen and hear, but we will also heed. Lord, we will put in to practice the word of God that we receive today. Father, let your perfect will be done in this place for the glory of God we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, Praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. In the scripture that I read just a moment ago, the Apostle Paul says that he says that God has places that he wants to take us, that he has experiences that he wants to make happen for us. He has Unexplored heights and depths in the spiritual realm available to us, heights and, and depths that, that, that we, we do not even understand and we do not even know even exists. Paul said it like this. He said, no eye has seen and he said, no ear has ever heard and he said, no heart has, has ever felt the extent of what God has prepared. For those that love him. The question of the day is, who today is up for the trip? Now, I just returned from vacation. Uh, My wife and I had an incredible two weeks together. We are both so busy around here that it seems like we have to get out of town in order for us to have quality time together. As a part of our vacation, we visited Multnomah Falls in Oregon. And there was a trail that led to the top of the mountain. And after hiking this trail to the very top of the mountain, I wrote down six things that I learned from my trek, my trip, my hike up the mountain. Hopefully these will be a blessing and a little bit of a help to you this morning. Let let me share those six things that I that I learned. Fact is, as soon as I got down from the mountain, I I asked my wife, "You got a piece of paper? Do you got a pen? I I've got some things I got to write down. God has just given me the sermon for next Sunday morning." The first thing that I learned from my trip up the mountain was I learned that it's a long, steep. Tough walk to the top. Hey, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? Amen. The truth of the matter is most people just stood at the foot of the mountain and looked up at it. And hey, that in and of itself was pretty awesome. All oh, then, that in and of itself was a pretty cool experience. But here's what I discovered. The view from the top of the mountain could not compare to the view at the top of the mountain. I believe this morning that God wants to take you to some places that that you have no idea even exists. I believe that God has a mountaintop picked out just for you, and, and I believe that if you only understood, and if you only knew the, the experience and the, and the peak and the summit that God has planned for you, it would absolutely blow your mind. Here's the catch. It's a long, steep, tough walk to the top. Here's the deal, here's the deal, God's plan for us is amazing, but it's not necessarily easy, but it's worth the trip. Here's what I've discovered, where where God wants to take us oh, there's not a line of people waiting to get started on the trip. Most people want to experience the mountaintop, but, but they are not willing to make the climb. You'll only enjoy the experience if you are willing to make the climb. See, most people are content to just just stand at the foot of the mountain uh, and gaze upon the mountain. Most people will simply stand at the foot of the mountain and they will envy those that are on top of the mountain. But what we need to understand is those that are standing on top of the mountain are only standing there because they endured the difficulty, they endured the struggle, how oh, they endured the climb. Second thing I learned from the mountain hike was this. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. See, see, I made it to the mountain top, only for one reason, and that was I was willing to put one step and one foot in front of the other. I made it to the top of the mountain simply by going one step at a time. Jesus said that endurance trumps speed. See, I believe that God has a mountaintop picked out for all of us. I believe that he has a plan. Oh, and he has a place picked out. Oh, that he wants to take us to. I believe that we are all on a journey, but we need to understand that it is a marathon and not a sprint. It's an uphill climb that he will take, take us some time. It will take us some effort. It will take us some energy if we're going to get there. As I look around at the grace place. And let me tell you that when you come in here week after week after week, it's not long until we even take this beautiful place for granted. It's only that when we're gone for a couple of weeks and and then we drive back in here and then we are reminded of, oh man, this place is awesome. This place is incredible. And as I look around at the grace place this morning, I'm reminded that we didn't get here in a day. We didn't get here in a week. We didn't get here in a month. We didn't get here in a year. We didn't even get here in five years. We have been on an 11-year journey. And most of it has been an uphill climb. 11 years ago, we were meeting at Ashworth Elementary. A few months after that, or a couple of months after that, we moved uh, into Burton Academy. And at Burton Academy, we only had about a fourth of the people that that, that are here this morning. But somehow, I don't know really how it happened. It was an absolute miracle that somehow we built a 12,000 square foot building. I'll never forget the Sunday that we moved into the new building. I told my wife, I said, we better grow quick or I've got to go to work. I said, we can either pay for the building or we can pay my salary, but we can't do both. I don't know how we got there. I really don't. I told the banker, you gave us a loan I would have never given us. After we had the loan, of course. And then a couple of years later, then we added on 6,000 more square feet. And then we sold that building. And, and then we built this building. And and oh, although we are seeing steady growth and we're getting new families every single month that are coming in this door. But let me tell you that we are still climbing. We are still climbing. We still have not reached the top of the mountain yet. Maybe you're here this morning and you are discouraged with your progress as you climb your mountain. Let me encourage you to remind yourself today that it is a marathon and not a sprint. Some places on the mountain are steeper and more rugged than other places. And these places take more time and they take more effort and they take more patience. And in these rugged and steep and difficult times, slow and steady is the recipe for success during those times. Third thing that I learned from our mountaintop mountain hike was this the temptation to quit is continual the further up I got the steeper it got and the steeper that it got the harder that it became my legs started to burn my back began to hurt my energy began to Evaporated to evaporate, I, I started to see people turn around and begin to walk down the mountain without making it to the top. And I thought to myself, if they don't make it to the top, then why should I worry about making it to the top? If I turn around and go back, I will not be the only person that turns around and goes back. You see, the temptation to quit is continual. Now, I, I'm not aware this morning. I don't know what mountain that you are climbing today. I'm not aware of the summit that God is trying to take you to today. But I do know this, and that is the temptation to quit is continual. Because the devil doesn't want you to arrive at the summit that God has planned for you. And so that he, so he will offer you every kind of compromise, everything imaginable. He will do everything within his power to cause you to stop climbing, to stop you on your, on your trek up your mountain, to cause you to turn around and go back. I want to talk very specifically to somebody right now. I don't know who that specific someone is today, but I know in my heart and I know in my spirit, and as I was putting this message together and and as I was getting ready for today, there was something in my heart and something in my spirit that said there is going to be somebody there this morning. I don't know who it is, but there's somebody here today, and this is a very, very simple word that I'm sharing today, but there's somebody today. You need to listen up this morning because God has a word for you today. I don't know who you are, but I know in my spirit that you're here today. God has called you to a a specific task. He has called you to a particular place. But your journey up the mountain is getting harder. It is getting more difficult. And you're getting weary, and you are getting tired, and you are seriously thinking about quitting. But the word of the Lord for you today is don't quit. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. The word of the Lord for you today is simply to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep climbing. And when you reach the top of the mountain, you will discover that it was well worth the trip. The fourth thing that I learned on my mountain hike is this. I learned that most people do quit. Most people do quit somewhere along the way. There were 11 distance markers along the mountain trail I hiked. And I noticed that some people quit at marker 3. And others quit at marker 5. And some quit at marker 7. And some even quit at distance marker 10. Marker 10, just one more marker to go. Just one more leg of the trip. Just one more part of the journey and they will be at the summit. They will be at the top. They will be where they were going to. They had hiked hiked past nine other markers, only one more marker to go. Surely, surely they could find the energy. Surely they could find the strength. Surely they could find what it would take for them to go to one more marker, just a little bit farther. But no, 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 they quit just before they reached the top. I wonder about people who quit on God. God was taking them somewhere. Oh, oh! God had a great plan for their life, and they had walked with Him for a while. But for whatever reason, they quit on Him at some distance marker along the way. In the Bible, a man named Demas was such a man. The Bible says that he was an associate minister with the Apostle. Paul, he hung out and did ministry with none other than the Apostle Paul. A co-laborer. Paul writes about him in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10. And Paul writes, Demas has deserted me. And he gives the reason for it. He said, "Because because he was in love with this present world. I'm not sure which distance marker it was, but somewhere along the way, Demas quit. How close Demas was to reaching his summit, we will never, never know. But oh, oh, as I think about it, oh, the tragedy, oh, oh, the waste of a life. Oh, how sad it is to watch people bail out on God. Oh, to see people that have walked with God, that have fellowship with God, that have been used in ministry, that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that have had incredible works done in in and through their life for the Lord Jesus Christ. But to watch them before they reach their summit, before they reach the top of the mountain, for whatever reason, they quit. Oh, to witness them climbing higher, 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 only to see them stop, turn around, walk down off of their mountain without reaching the top. Oh, someone or some thing calls them to give up before they reach their personal summit. Maybe. Maybe you're here today and, oh, you relate all too well with Demas, all the pull of the world. It's so strong in your life right now. Maybe it's not the pull of the world that is bothering you today. Maybe maybe you are discouraged. You are discouraged because it seems like your climb to the top of your mountain is just too long and just too hard. And as you look up and you see others that have reached their summit and you see others on top of the mountain and you think to yourself, I've struggled just as hard as they have. I'm as committed and dedicated as they are. I've worked as long and as hard as they are. And I'm down here and they are up there. And bitterness and jealousy and envy all gripped your heart and you You have the desire to stop and quit and go back. Maybe the devil has lied to you and told you that you will never reach the top. That you will never reach the top. You will never reach your summit. Oh, everybody else will but not you. Oh, you can just mark the word down. You're not going to make it, the devil would love to say to you today. I believe that God has brought you here today to hear this very, very simple message. You are not here today by coincidence. I believe God has given me this very simple message to encourage you today to keep on climbing. God wants you to be reminded that He knows which distance marker that you are on today. And He wants me to encourage you to keep on climbing, not to give up. Don't quit on God. He's taken you somewhere. And if you even have the, the, oh, just a hint or slightest clue as to the significance of your personal suffering, you would never ever ever want to stop you would never want to quit the fifth thing that I wrote down after my mountain hike is this it's worth a trip it's worth a trip no matter how steep the climb no matter how rugged the path no matter how long that it takes once you get there, you will discover that it was well worth the trip. After I had hiked about two-thirds of the way up the hill, and I'm tired, and my legs are burning, and my back is aching, and I'm supposed to be on vacation now. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide, do I go all the way to the top, or do I just stay here because the view from two-thirds of the way was incredible. As I began to make my decision, am I going to stop here or am I going to go up the rest of the way? People started coming down from the mountain. And as they reached me, I would ask the people that had reached the top of the mountain and that were now on their way down, I would ask them, is it worth the trip? Is it worth the trip? Should I keep going? And every single one of them said, yes, absolutely, make the trip. Yes, don't quit, don't stop. You will not be sorry. God wants me to encourage you today to keep on going. God wants to encourage me today to tell you, don't stop, don't turn back. Oh, listen, once you reach your summit, you will discover that it was well worth the trip. Let me share three things I experienced on top of that mountain. The first thing I experienced on the top of that mountain was satisfaction. You see, a sense of satisfaction always accompanies the reaching of a goal, the fulfillment of a dream, the end of a journey. Once I reached the top. Even though I was winded, even though my legs were burning, even though my back was hurting, even though my energy was spent, oh, I was so glad I didn't stop. I was so glad I didn't turn around. I was so glad I didn't give up on my climb. And a real sense of satisfaction accompanied me on top of the mountain. The second thing I experienced on top of the mountain was serenity. I can't describe to you the peace, the tranquility, the serenity that I felt on top of the mountain. The struggle was over. No more energy required. May I tell you that the atmosphere is different on top of the mountain. No hustle, no bustle. We don't understand how busy we are. We think we do, but we don't until we get away for a week or two. Especially if you get on a boat where there's nowhere to go. (laughs) I can't tell you the the serenity, the tranquility—no hustle, no bustle, no high stress. Listen, I, I'm a pastor; I have my stresses. You have your stresses. Sometimes we don't even know about the stresses till we get away from them. And it takes about—honestly—takes a, a good week to get out from under it. And then, by when you're out from under it, then you go, "Wow!" And people want you to say, "Oh, I'm so glad to be back." But in all honesty, no stress is a whole lot better than lots of stress. No drama. I just didn't have any. I didn't always eat where I wanted to eat. didn't always do what I wanted to do. I just said, you know what? Drama awaits me back home. (laughs) Ain't having any here. And so this choleric, make it happen man became phlegmatic. You can ask my wife. Hey. Well, you know, I've got stuff to do back home I enjoy this right here Oh, there was an overwhelming calmness It was quiet, it was tranquil it was, it was undisturbed Oh, the third thing I experienced on top of the mountain Was sensational scenery Oh, the scenery at the foot of the mountain was beautiful Oh, oh the scenery at the top of the mountain Was absolutely sensational cannot adequately describe to you the breathtaking beauty that I enjoyed on top of that mountain. And pictures just do not do justice. May I suggest that the mountaintop that God wants to take you to will be worth the trip. It'll be worth the trip. Once you reach your own personal summit, you will experience unprecedented satisfaction and serenity and sensational scenery. May I suggest that there are two mountains that we are all climbing. Two mountains. There's the temporal mountain, the place God is trying to take us in this Life, And along this path we will encounter things like education and and relationships, perhaps marriage, children, grandchildren, our career, our personal ministry, all the temporal mountain called life. And we're all on this trek this morning and we're all climbing this mountain, this particular mountain that God has carved out for us for the here and the now. May I suggest to you that there is another mountain that we are all climbing. Oh, it is called Mount Zion. It is the city of God. It is heaven. And we're all, you and I that are saints, we are all on this climb towards heaven. Sometimes the path gets very steep and sometimes it gets very rough and very rugged and very, very difficult. Sometimes we are tempted to quit, oh, to turn around, to go back. But, oh, this morning, if we, oh, if we even had just an inkling, oh, if we could only get just a mere glimpse, oh, if we could just get a little tiny taste of what is awaiting us on the top of Mount Zion, the satisfaction, the serenity, and the sensational scenery. Oh, God wants me to tell us all today that no matter how steep the climb, no matter how rough the path, no matter how difficult the circumstance, oh, it is worth the trip. It is worth the trip. The last thing that I did my mountain hike was this I encouraged the people that were going up as I was going down I encouraged the people that were going up while I was going down I would tell them keep going I would tell them, don't quit. I would tell them, it's just a little bit further. I told them, you can make it. I told them, you will be glad you did because it will be worth the trip. As I get a little bit older, I've come to realize that it's fun to encourage people. It's fine to encourage people. It's rewarding to help people along their journey. I love and I purposely seek out young rookie pastors. And I love to speak positive, encouraging, uplifting words to them. Because I've already gone where they're on on the track where they're at right now. I've already passed them a long time ago. I know what's awaiting them. I know how steep it is. I know how tough it is. Did you know that only 10% of pastors who start out as a pastor end up as a pastor? Amen. That 9 out of 10 that enter the pastoral ministry don't make it. That's a proven statistic. Mr. Professor, back there, would you give me a wave if that's the truth? Well, I thought pastoring was just eating, was just sleeping till noon and eating fried chicken for breakfast. Well, most of the time, you are what the people are eating for breakfast. I've been there. I've done that. I bought the t-shirt. I know what's waiting on them. I know what is going to happen to them. I know what they're going to face on their way up to the mountain. So I love it. I love it. I will seek them out, and I will encourage them, and I will lift them up, and I will try to inspire them and encourage them and lift them up and help them on their trek and on their journey to their personal summit. I love to encourage young parents who are struggling to pay the bills and struggling to raise their families because they've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You want the bank statements to prove it? I want to challenge you today. I'm not as sweet and nice and pleasant as my staff. I, you know, I'm just not so... I'm back. <laughs> Let me challenge you today. Stop being a part of the drama. Stop being a part of the drama and start being an encourager. Amen. Amen. Stop looking for the negative in everything and start looking for the positive. Because most of the time, there's nine positive things and one little negative thing. But all oh, we look and we look and we find it and there is a negative thing. And so we start some drama. Some people can see a problem in every solution. Some of you will get that about two weeks from next Thursday. Hear me this morning. I'm not trying to be ugly or mean. I'm just telling you. If if you can only understand how awesome it is, how fun it is, how rewarding it is to be a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. How much better your life is if you can see the glasses half full instead of half empty. Yeah. How awesome it is. Oh, oh, if you could give with a cause, amen, and you could put your efforts and your time and your money towards something that is going to have eternal rewards. I can't tell you how exciting and how fun and how fulfilling it is. Turn that page. I need to turn this one too. Everybody's on a journey. And some people in their journey today are on a very steep and difficult and rocky path in their journey right now. Maybe you just came from that place in your journey. Maybe you just surpassed it. You just got past it. Oh, I promise you, if you'll look behind you for a moment this morning, you'll see somebody behind you that is just now entering that difficult, that steep, that rocky place as they're on their trek up to their summit. Oh, look behind them, behind you, and see them and extend a hand. Amen. And pull them up. Pull them up. Don't push them down. Pull them up. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There are a lot of sayings that everybody knows that are not correct. One of them is, it's lonely at the top. Well, if it's lonely at the top, that just means you didn't bring anybody along. If it's lonely at the top, it's because you did not grab somebody's hand. If it's lonely at the top, it's because when somebody fell, you walked around them instead of stopping and picking them up and having them walk with you the rest of the journey. the only thing better than reaching the top is to reach the top with someone. Amen? Oh, somebody here, maybe you're presently on a very steep and difficult path in your journey right now. Oh, oh, You don't need somebody to point out all of the problems on the road. You need somebody to encourage you. Oh, listen, be an encourager to those along the way. Oh, encourage them to keep on going. Tell them you're doing great. Tell them you can make it. Tell them it's just a little bit further. Tell them it'll be worth it when you reach the top. Amen. Paul told young Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, he said, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've remained faithful. He said, so now the prize awaits me. All oh, the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. Oh, and he says, and this prize is not just for me, but it is for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Oh, listen, friend, we are going somewhere. We are going somewhere. We're on a journey. You're on a journey personally. We're on a journey together as a church This is not a one man band We're in this together We're a team And we're going somewhere I said we're going somewhere Can I tell you that this summer Has been the best Summer We've had in 11 years Can I tell you that we are having fall numbers In the middle of July And all other pastors are singing the blues about the summer slump. We're having fall numbers. What does that tell me? Look out fall. If we're having fall numbers in the summer, what are we going to have in the fall? It's not all about numbers, I understand that. But it's all about souls. And it's all about a dream that God has placed in my heart. And that is so the fingerprints of this church can be all over the world. And if the fingerprints of this church are going to be all over the world, we're going to need hundreds of people, amen, to unite with us, to get the same dream that we have. Amen, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. I want to go. I don't know about you. Not only is there, you're on a journey yourself, and we're on a journey together as a church Listen, we're on our way to heaven. We're on our way to Mount Zion. Oh, and I don't care how difficult the path or how steep it might get or how discouraging it might get along the way. I promise you, I promise you that when we get there, oh, when we get to the summit, oh, when we get to the top of Mount Zion, I promise you, every one of us will understand it was well worth the trip. Stand and give the Lord a shout of praise in his house today. Stand and give the Lord a shout of praise in his house today. The musicians, the singers, musicians and singers are getting back in place quickly, quickly, guys. Quickly get back in place this morning. Hallelujah. 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 The message today was so simple I almost apologized for it today. But I believe with all of my heart that it's a word for somebody here this morning. As simple as it is today, it's a message, it's a word for somebody in this room today. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed all over this room today. Nobody's looking about, no one's leaving, please. Just for a couple of moments this morning. All over this room today. Are you here today and you are you are struggling this morning? in your climb it seems to be steeper than normal it seems to be rougher the path seems to be more rocky you're at a very difficult difficult distance marker in your journey today you say pastor I need this encouraging word today with God's help I'll keep moving forward. Is that you this morning all over this room? Would you lift your hand? I'm at a difficult time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I wonder how many of you this morning you'd say, Pastor, the devil has lied to me and the devil has told me that I'll never reach the top. I see others who have reached the top. I see others who are far ahead of me. And the devil says, look at them that that'll never be you. And I have a little bitterness or a little anger or some kind of emotion erupting inside of me that I don't like. That's me this morning. I need God to help me this morning. Can I see your hand all over this room? God bless you. People are lifting their hands all over this room today. I wonder if there's anyone here this morning. say pastor I have I have been contemplating quitting on God and actually I whether you verbalized it in your mind or said it to someone or you thought it or you you say you know what I kind of said today is my last day this is my last this is the last chance I'm giving God something doesn't happen today I quit is anyone here this morning? Lift your hand up real high and wave it real, real high. Wave it real high. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands several, several this morning. Well, I don't know how many raised their hand for what different question that I asked this morning, but I will say probably a third of the people in this room this morning lifted your hand for one reason or another. I want you that lifted your hand. And no one knows what you lifted the, your hand for, and it doesn't matter anyway. of the people will be excited and thrilled that you are responding today. The other 1% will be jealous because you were bold enough to do it. They they weren't. I want you to step out from where you're at right now and come to the front this morning. Come in very closely so that we'll have room for everyone to come in because there's a third of the people that need to come this morning. Come on. Come on. Come quickly. Come quickly, please. Come quickly, please. People are coming, so now it's easier for you. Yeah, maybe you didn't even lift your hand, but you know you should have lifted your hand. I want you to come now. I want you to come. Everyone, you lifted your hand or you should have lifted your hand. come. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in this morning. Come on in. Come on in today. Come on in today. It's about half of the people that lifted their hand. I'm going to wait just another moment. Let them play through this one more time. Come on, come on. You lifted your hand. Come on down. Join these this morning that have lifted their hand. Come on, everybody. You lifted your hand, or you know you should have lifted your hand. This is your opportunity this morning. This is your opportunity. Come on in a little bit closer, if y'all would, so make room for others that need to come. Right, right, I'm going to ask everyone else to come and stand behind these this morning. Everybody comes to the front this morning, as many as possible. Make some kind of move forward. Even if maybe you only get to get halfway here because that's all the room there is, but you still, there's just something, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about making a move forward. Something about it. Something about it. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for this... Lord, from one side of the building to the other, there are people that have responded today. They have responded to this altar call today. I don't know where they are at in their journey. I don't know which question that they answered in my, in my altar a plea today. But God, I just pray whatever it was. God, I just pray that you will minister to them today. Lord, let them feel your touch today. Let them feel your touch today. God, as they reach out to you today, I know that you are already reaching out to them. And God, I just pray today, Lord, that you will give them an assurance. You will give them an encouragement today. God, you will give them a boldness. You'll give them a determination. You'll give them a desire. You'll give them the spiritual energy, Lord, to keep on keeping on, to keep putting one foot in front of the other to keep their eye on the go, to keep going and keep going until they reach to the very summit of the mountain that you are taking them on, Father. And once they get there, God, I know it's going to be grand and it's going to be glorious, it's going to be marvelous, and they're going to be glad that they made the trip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just for a couple of moments this morning, I want you that came today, I want you to pray your own prayer today. You don't just need me to pray for you this morning, but you need to pray your own prayer. Now I want you to pray your own prayer, and then I'm going to have the people behind you pray for you this morning. But this is your time, just one-on-one, just you and God, just you and God, reaching out to God, just you and God, just reaching out to God, amen. Oh, if you've stumbled, just all you have to do is look up. All you've got to do is just lift your hand, and the Lord's hand's right there waiting on you to pull you up. This is your time, one-on-one with God.